Hey friends, in episode 15, we talked about the six confidence killers in life and our calling. Today, we're going to talk about how to kick those confidence killers to the curb. What is confidence and what does a confident person look like? Let's talk about it. I'm Julie Holmquist, and you're listening to Kairos Moments Podcast, episode number 16. I'm so glad you're here. One of my passions is to see believers living fully in who God created them to be. You were created on purpose for a purpose, and that is an intimate relationship with your creator, God. Out of the overflow of that relationship comes our calling. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It takes courage and confidence to get out of the boat and do those good works he prepared for us to do, doesn't it? It takes courage and confidence to parent our kids, to go after our dreams, and to do anything beyond the status quo in our lives. So what is confidence? Was Jesus confident? And can we be confident too? According to Merriam-Webster, the first definition of the word confidence is great faith in oneself or one's abilities. And that didn't quite seem to fit what I felt God was teaching me about being confident. That sounded more like pride to me and kind of humanistic. When defining the confident man or woman of God, I thought it was more like the second definition, which is a state of mind in which one is free from doubt. Isn't that awesome? Wouldn't you love to walk in what God's asked you to do without doubt? God wants us to walk in confidence with him, with being the operative word there. I asked the question, was Jesus confident? He was. And how do I know that? God most undoubtedly wants us to be confident, not in ourselves, but in him and who he made us to be. I have always wanted to walk in confidence, haven't we all? I mean, who would want to be continuously plagued with doubt as they go through life. As I was asking God what it meant for me to be a confident woman, he led me to Galatians 6-4 in the message, which says, Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. So let's break that down. When it says to make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given to do, that means to discover who God made you to be, your identity. Romans 12.3 says the only accurate way we can understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. Learn about yourself. Know your strengths and your weaknesses. What makes you tick? What makes you come alive? What makes you angry? Jesus could be confident because he knew who he was. You can't truly know who you are without first knowing who God is. Get to know him. What does the word say about you? You are redeemed. You were purchased with the precious blood of Christ. He thinks about you all the time. He knows the thoughts that you think and he knows the number of hairs on your head at any given moment. There's nothing wrong about discovering who you are. You are unique, and because God didn't create clones, you can't look to anyone else but him to tell you who you are. 
When Jesus first began his ministry, he was baptized by John the Baptist, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. And God said, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. His identity was affirmed. He was the son of God, and God was pleased with him. And that means he could walk in confidence in what he was called to do. The second half of that verse in Galatians says, and the work you've been given to do. Do you ever feel like God has all these awesome plans for everyone else but you? My Bible tells me in Ephesians 2.10 that he created good works in advance for you to do. He doesn't play favorites. What you are called to do might not be in the public eye like some big ministries or on a stage, but I promise you, if you say yes to what God's asking you to do, no matter how big or small, you will be fulfilled and you will bring God much glory. It's not going to just fall into your lap, though. You have to put some action behind it. My dad always said it's easier to steer a moving car than a parked one. Jesus was all about doing the work God gave him to do. Now, I'm not saying that the work we've been given to do is on par with saving the world. Only Jesus could do that. But what I am saying is that we have been given authority to do what he did on earth in his name. The verse goes on to say, and sink yourself into that. So discover who you are and the work you've been given to do, and then sink yourself into that. Don't look at what everyone else is doing. Get in the presence of God, and he will inspire you through his Holy Spirit. Just like a racehorse has to wear blinders to keep from being distracted by what's going on around him, we have to put blinders on. We have to put those spiritual blinders on so we can run our own race and not be distracted when other people are running theirs. But in Hebrews 12, it says, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Keep running the race that is set before you, friend. Don't look at anyone else's race. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and the work he's called you to do. Jesus could walk confidently because he didn't get distracted by what everyone else was doing. We know this because in John 5, 19, it tells us he only did what he saw the Father doing, and that was his race. Don't be impressed with yourself, which is number three. God opposes the proud. I'd rather humble myself than to be humbled, right? just being honest here, but there have been times I've been impressed with myself with either something I've done or said or something I created or just something. And he's had to humble me. I actually ask him to to keep a short leash on me because I don't want to walk in pride. But as a side note, Satan actually knows that about me. And he uses that all the time to keep me from moving forward and putting myself out there. Acknowledge in your heart that it is God who created you and gave you the ability to do what he's asked you to do. What I'm not saying here is to have false humility. And if you've known me for any length of time or you've followed me on social media, you know that I cannot stand it when I compliment someone on something they they've done like a a song or a book they wrote or whatever. And they don't even acknowledge that compliment, but they immediately go into, it's all Jesus. It's all him. Glory to God. I get it. I do. But I'm acknowledging how Jesus in you affected me, how it moved me 
and how it helped change me. Jesus wasn't impressed with himself. When he was led into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil, he didn't say, who do you think you're talking to? He could have, but he didn't. He could have called all the angels who were at his beck and call to come to his aid, but he didn't. He knew his role in God's story. Philippians 2.8 says, Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Number four, don't compare yourself with others. We've kind of already touched on that, but comparison keeps you running on a treadmill of performance, trying to keep up with everyone else. You can't do that. You can only run your race that has been marked out for you. You can't win someone else's race. You can only win yours. At the end of your life, Jesus is not going to ask you, what did you do with the gifts that I gave your friend? He will want to know how you stewarded the gifts he's given you. And lastly, it says each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. We are responsible to steward the gifts and the talents he's given us. I want to encourage you to discover who you are and how God uniquely crafted who you are and how you will bring him glory in expressing who he is to a lost and dying world. Strive for excellence, not for perfection. Do the creative best you can with your own life. And with that, I want to ask you, what is in your hand? What is right in front of you? When you know that the king of the universe is backing you in what you are doing, you can be confident. That is not to say you won't deal with fear at times, especially at times when you feel inadequate or ill-equipped. But that's when we put our big panties on and we face fear head on. You have authority. You have been equipped whether you feel like it or not. If what you're doing is your assignment, if this is something he's invited you into, he gives you everything you need to fulfill it. So in reading Galatians 6, 4, we discovered some of the traits of a confident person. They know who they are. They discover their calling. They run their own race They do not think too highly of themselves, and they know comparing themselves with others is unwise. So friends, I want to encourage you to walk confidently with your creator. That's where our confidence comes from. Always ask him to search your heart. He has a wonderful adventure prepared for you. Don't settle for someone else's adventure. Discover your own. Confidence is beautiful. Be willing to affirm others in their lives and callings. It won't diminish who you are. It will actually enrich your life as you do. I want to say this. I feel like there are some of you listening right now that know God has asked you to do something, but you are dragging your feet. Take that step, friend. Stick your toe in the Jordan. The Jordan River did not stop overflowing its banks until the Israelites stepped into it. Confidently take that leap of faith and stick your toe in the water. I want you to walk away from listening to this podcast and are able to recognize and respond to a moment that God is speaking to you or moving in your life in some way and to see everything change in that area. God has called us to amazing transformation 
radical growth, and more kingdom impact. See you next time.